Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Tevin with us today, who's a senior marketing executive. Tevin, how are you doing, buddy? Good, good, Tom. How are you? Happy to yeah, be here. Yeah, very good. You. No, I'm delighted you're here. Tevin, I start off the show always by asking, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your career today, please? Yeah, yeah so no problem at all. So as I was saying, so as you said, we're I'm a senior marketing executive at the Royal College Surgeons in Ireland, where I work um, in the Department of Surgical Affairs. So we deliver excellence in postgraduate um, surgical and emergency medicine training. Um, we run the national training scheme for both surgery and EM, while also giving and um, providing CPD and kind of postgraduate academic opportunities to our different cohorts in terms of medicine and surgery. Um, and obviously we do other stuff. As we have the Orsay University, and then as well we do stuff in terms of research, innovation, surgical trials, and um, clinical programs working with the HSE. So yeah, we do a mix, but you know it's all to for the benefit of you know of global health. So you know it's something that I'm proud of, and an organisation, an institution I'm proud of being involved in. You know, and every day is a new day, but it's, it has a global benefit to the world you know and to patients everywhere so you know that's that's why i do you know and yeah. um, in terms of my experience like obviously as i said i'm a senior marketing executive so I'm, I'm heavily involved in the campaigns we do in terms of our postgraduate scene in terms of awareness selling conversion and then from a lead gen but also from a pr point of view because as i was saying we do so much good stuff that and we have so many audiences in terms of internal external stakeholders that myself and the team we work on kind of the newsletters and the social media side of it as well to kind of elevate the stories and elevate the things that we're doing from to a global scale to kind of let people know the likes of our bi-weekly webinars, the likes of our, you know, our newsletters to junior doctors, NCHCs, um, surgical trainees and trainers. Um, but then as well, the PR stories that we do, and we work closely with the comms team and other kind of departments within RCSI to get the message out of what we're doing and from a surgical point of view in the department. That's brilliant. Yeah, and I'll definitely touch on the webinars and the newsletters yeah. in a second. But um, what would you see, looking at yourself for a second, as your main strength in digital? Where What's your go-to comfort zones in, in digital marketing? I think with me, like it's it's a couple of things, but it's a niche in terms of being having an integrated marketing approach. Like I always like to kind of take a step back and see, obviously, we have the campaigns, we have what we do on the website, we have, you know, all the stuff we do in terms of analytics, we do the keyword research as well, and stuff that we're doing to implement and optimize our ads. But I like to take a step back and kind of see what's our goal and then work backwards. So if our goal is legion, if our goal is to get people to read some or is our goal to sell a course, what different things can we be doing to align to get to that goal? So the likes of awareness, if I need if we need ads, if I need to talk to the team about the social media side. How does that link up to what we need to do on the website and making sure the messaging and positioning that we use from an ad point of view is aligned with the website? And then that as well is aligned with the copy that we have in terms of the product as well, in terms of the research that we're doing, in terms of the analytics we're viewing. And working back, and it's not kind of continuous that this will lead to this and you can never look backwards because everything everything is always changing in marketing. So if we feel we're in a campaign 
or win the website that something is just not clicking or maybe lead gen is kind of down and um, for a certain a few weeks in a particular location we'll look to optimize and go back and see right guys we kind of do better in the awareness point of view or a middle of funnel to make sure we're aligned but from me myself i think from an integrated marketing point of view i think that's where i stand kind of looking at the individual cogs and saying right how are we going to get the gold you know and not being too fixated at the one element if you get what i mean and in terms of like, let's say we'll talk lead gen for a second. Yeah. Is that where the webinars come in to some extent? Or do you use the, the, the lead gen information you have for the webinars? How how do you go about, just as an example for audience, your lead gen marketing and what you what you think is getting good results at the moment, what platforms and a little bit around that? I think for us, like obviously we, when you talk about lead gen, obviously we need to be given something to get the lead or they need to be interested. So take, for instance, one of our products, like one of our postgraduate academic programs. So we use lead gen in a different amount of ways. So for lead gen there, we could be talking about online information or careers evenings where we're talking about postgraduate opportunities and surgery and medicine where in terms of the academic programs, we could be getting like past or current students on the program, giving the insights in terms of what is to be a student, what's the experience like, because you're selling the experience, you know, you're selling the blue sky, the, the, the vision of what it's like to be on the program rather than kind of a transactional point of view of apply now, pay this money, you know, because that's not what we're about. But then as well, we're looking at kind of just continuing the journey, you know. So as I said, from an integrated point of view, like from our awareness point of view, we'll tee up our awareness ads on Google or on Facebook or from a social site in a way where people have will nurture them in terms of the information about the program, the value, the USPs, the modules, etc. And then that could work for the CPD. But then we'll transition it in a way that it'll be timely that when we say in this event, it's not a surprise saying, oh, God they're doing the event just the first time i've heard about the program but the way we market to our audiences they'll already be nurtured in a way so well that when we do do events that the event will just fit timely so it's all about timelines so understanding our customers timelines and then putting these niche events in it within when they're looking to buy so the customer decision making um those custom decision making journey is really important to us so that's where we'd be aligned in our events when they're looking to convert from awareness to kind of consideration to the conversion stage brilliant and so like let's let's just talk like you don't have to give real yeah. numbers but let's just talk uh audience and splits and stuff like that so you yeah. obviously you're fundamentally you're trying to attract surgeons future surgeons to come yeah. in and enroll and, and and be educated to become fully fledged surgeons yeah. so obviously there would be probably two types of entry level people which is your undergrads and postgrads depending on your age range so would your marketing be targeting you know your 17 18 year olds let's say and then a second part would be the older demographic that are out of education that might be looking to to change careers is that is that the obvious split and then you have different marketing cycles for both of those well, it really depends on the product that we're selling because obviously, as I was saying, in terms of running the national postgraduate tra training scheme in surgery and emergency medicine. So when you're coming into undergraduate in terms of RCSI, do medicine, physiotherapy or pharmacy, so you'll be around, I don't know, 17, 18, then you'll do that for the four or five years. So you're already around 22, 23. And then with internship, you'll have to, like, it's a mandatory component in terms of HSC that you'll have to, um, all graduates will need to do an internship year in Ireland. So you're already around the age of 24 to 25, plus the factor that 
a lot of medical students in a class of medical students, probably 10% or 15 would want to career in surgery. So it's really a needle in the haystack that we're looking for. So it's not a case where everybody's considering a career in surgery when they're in medicine. You know, like a lot of them will be going into the basic medical program and then a lot, some of them will want to go to the surgical program. But it just depends where they are in the career. If they're first timers looking to get in and they want it because they all want to apply for the surgical training scheme, they may want to do academic programs to help them, like our like our MCH and surgical science or practice or surgical skills and workshops, where they could be a bit younger, they could be just finished internship, and they're looking for an postgraduate academic program to 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 do to enhance their CV. But then as well, you're looking at the older audiences who haven't gotten to surgical training yet. They're working as kind of non-consultant health doctor in one of the hospitals in Ireland or abroad. And they're looking at a part-time mass and surgery to do to help strengthen their application to get into this game. So it just yeah. depends where they are and what the product is. Obviously, for clinical skills and workshops and stuff like that, it might be helpful for someone junior to kind of start building their CV. So that's where we'd come in in terms of our light touch marketing and our strategic marketing for those audiences. But for the older audiences who already have a kind of like a, a strong career in medicine and they're looking to get into surgery, they're working. So the time and like even the times when we do the events, the time that we engage, the type of audiences who we engage, it's a bit different, you know. So it yeah. really depends of the profile of the audience we're going for, you know. Yeah. And like, do you have a example of a campaign that you've done yourself that you've been part of that you're really proud of or yeah. hit a level of success that you want to talk about? Yeah. So I do like, I think a few years ago, like obviously with the academic programs and with Martin, like I all say to the guys, like just need to make sure when we're doing stuff every kind of year, like it's not kind of you know, it's not it's not a rotation where it's like, oh, we're the same thing we did last January is the same thing we're doing this January. So usually we kick off campaigns for each of the intakes. Let's say if we close in May, the previous kind of November, December will kick off campaigns. And this is when we had five postgraduate academic programs in surgery in EM. So we'd have the ENT, the PG cert in ENT, we'd have the MCH in surgical science and practice, we'd have the human factors and patient safety program, the MCH in, uh, of surgery by module, and then we'd have the advanced clinical practice um, program, the part-time program. So what we were looking at, and we're kind of looking at um, the problem that we're having in terms of customer timelines, where but previously when we were going out kind of selling our academic programs, it was really, it didn't take the customer's timelines into consideration where there wasn't a flow where it didn't go from awareness to lead gen to events to conversion ads in terms of applying out. There was no kind of awareness nurturing and then it went into conversion. It was really heavily reliant on applying now and kind of getting people to do a transaction. But the problem was during the timelines where we were able to see a majority of our applications for specific programs used to come in during springtime, so around March, April and May. But it was wrong for us to kind of kick off campaigns with a very transactional element in November, December, knowing that no applications come in. So by having a chat with the guys and kind of thinking about, I was thinking about how we get over this problem. And I was thinking really about the opportunity that we're trying to give to our audiences. So with each of these programs, obviously we've been tasked to kind of sell the programs and talk with the academics in terms of what, how best we can. But if you think about it and you take a step back, it's an opportunity that we're providing of a lifetime to people, you know, to be the next wave of surgeons in the world, the next wave of doctors in the world, to pu publish surgical research, you know, to publish in, to get, get involved in innovation, you know, in medical technology. So that was the, the, the start of the opportunity campaign that we launched. So 
by talking to the guys and then talking to the academics as well, we agreed on launching the Opportunity Campaign, where all each of our campaigns had imagery and kind of further information, which highlight the opportunity that each of these programs provided in the long term. So whether it's providing opportunity to get into surgical reality and surgery training, improve your competitiveness in surgery um, training program, or implement surgical research or being involved in kind of medical technology enhancements there was different types of opportunities that each of the programs had and we used them cleverly within our ads and within our social media posts but the crescendo and all of this we set up a page which actually showed the opportunity so we had a Latin page called the opportunity where we had our academic programs there we had course overview videos in terms of awareness but we also had testimonials from current and past students and we kind of labelled the opportunity taken, if you get what I mean. So it was a smart kind of spin. But by doing all of this, this was all generated for lead uh, lead gen, and it was very smartly done because they weren't in a, they weren't in ready to convert in terms of you know making a transaction because we only launched campaigns, we only launched the campaigns. But for the first three months, what we did, we focused everything to awareness and lead gen and built a story about the opportunity of why you should do these programs and the impact you can have on global health. And by doing that, we were able to generate, you know, over three, like during the same timeline, probably over 300% in terms of leads. And then for one in particular, especially the MCH and surgical science and practice, I think it was like 450. And these are leads coming from the four corners of the world, you know? So that's kind of like you know that's where i kind of see myself and i kind of see where marketing is going it's le- it's getting less transactional it's more about the experience when you're showing ads because you can see now with facebook the likes of facebook twitter and linkedin it's just inundated with ads you know and the clutter it's just so much clutter and you really need to find a way to kind of see okay right we know our audiences we're very skilled on ads but how do you break through how do we talk to our audience because realistically when somebody's looking at your ads it's really down to i don't know two to five seconds i know there was research done but how do you grab their attention in a way you know that gets them to go to the next stage and that's all we're trying to do we're not trying to get them to buy from an ad we're trying to get them to the next stage of their journey so if we can go from the ad to the landing page get their leads get them on the crm engage with them further you know that's from the benefit and i think that creates a better seamless customer journey for the the audiences we're targeting you know yeah, fair play, Devin, because I actually think the the almost the career ladder is what I would probably define it as, but that opportunity yeah. section is such a good way of of giving anyone you know, it. You're always trying to sell the best person or uh, yeah. the best version of of a person in in marketing terms. A lot of the time, it's always that it's that perfect example, and I think you know coming coming into a space like this where you're worried making a certain decision might yeah. pigeonhole you into a certain area. It's it's great to, to kind of show that journey. Mm. Um, is there any particular softwares you use daily that might massively enhance your role that you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, so definitely from our point of view, we've been up in our game in terms of Google Tag Manager. Because obviously with the ads that we run, like we as I said, we don't want to be doing the same stuff every single year. So we need to justify the spend of what we use. So conversion being able to use conversion tracking and hooking that up in terms of our google ads has been a game changer where now when we're running our google ads in terms of ppc display obviously retarded on 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 youtube as well 
now that we have conversion tracking kind of linked up to our ads with Google Tag Manager, it's made our lives very easy in terms of reporting that back to senior management where we can say this ad has specifically brought in this X amount of leads. Because I know like with the likes of um, optimizing your ads for clicks, maximizing clicks, that might be good for the long run when we're pouring back and kind of saying, look guys, we got X amount of clicks, but are they your target audience? Or are they audiences that you've been in a day in with ads, do you know? So we really want to be specified in what we do. So Google Tag Manager kind of helps us know, okay, after the after the negative keywords, after the messaging and positioning, after like uploading the ads, is our ads really working? And is there a way that we can optimize? And you'll only be able to see that once you, you know, like once you're able to see the conversions that the ads are bringing, you know? Um, as well, obviously, like everyone using Google Analytics, and I think everybody's excited for GA4 that's coming, but... In terms of using Google Analytics from an event point of view as well, with kind of event and um, events and um, conversions as well, and using it, I kind of thought I kind of use Google Tag um, sorry Google Analytics as like a a map to kind of show where what's working and what's not working. Just in terms of say if we're doing international campaigns for a surgical course, we could have a look at Google Ads and say right, we spent X amount on Facebook, but we're not getting, you know, we're not getting visits from, you know, Bahrain or Saudi Arabia. But then as well, it's hard to kind of justify that now with the whole iOS and GDPR where you're probably seeing, and a lot of listeners are probably seeing now in terms of from a social media point of view, the clicks and the impressions that, well, the clicks that they're getting from a Facebook campaign point of view is not matching up with the website. So as we always probably need to take a pinch of salt, but generally from a Google Analytics point of view, you'll still be able to see trends of, okay, what certain countries are not coming in in terms of bounce rates. Maybe the content is not being widely received in the UK or maybe, and it shows you emerging markets as well where you might say, oh, look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of viewers from Canada who are interested in this certain course or CPD course or postgraduate, um, postgraduate academic program. And that could be a new market to look at, you know? So it's really, and it's going back to what I was saying to you at the start, this integrated approach where, you're not looking at each of these channels and each of these systems as silos, but you're looking, you're, you're taking a step back and looking, okay, if I'm looking at Google Analytics, how does that affect my ads? If I'm looking at Google Tag Manager, how can I integrate Google Tag Manager with Google Ads? Do you know, it's looking at it from, do you know, from a holistic point of view to get to your end goal, do you know? Yeah, really good point. Really good point, buddy. Yeah. Um, looking at yourself for a moment, is yeah. there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into and why? Yeah. So for me, like I'm big into so what be going into now, like obviously like I love my campaigns and I like I love what I do in terms of the working with the team as well. But product marketing is on my mind, you know. I've been looking at product marketing for the past few years now, past probably two years, just in terms of so my big thing is obviously before I even get into the campaign stage, being able to develop products and making sure we're meeting the needs of our audiences before we go out to sell, before we go with the campaigns. Because when you talk about marketing and you talk about promotion, promotion is just a cog about marketing, you know. So marketing is, you know, it's soft skills, it's engagement with people, it's finance, it's being able to understand the product in terms of product price, price promotion and being able to bring a product that's going to be widely received, you know. My big thing is if we have a product that's not being widely received and we're told to sell it, you know, it's just, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. So for my thing is being able to align the messaging position, speak to our audiences and ask them like, okay, if we're doing this academic program, if we're doing this course, 
what are the specific modules that you want? Does, will this enhance your career? So when that's agreed and you're bringing a product to the market that has influence from the target audience you're trying to target, you know, it's a recipe for success. Because you already, you already know that from the audience that you're talking to, you have a product that there's a need, you know? So yeah. that's where I'm going into product marketing and being able to understand the market and like, and be the marketer involved in the product development phase, you know? Because yeah. I think that there's always a need in terms of research and being able to understand the market. But if a marketer's not involved there, you know, decisions can kind of be ramped up and, you know, you can't have products that there's no need, you know? Yeah, really good point. And probably linked to this slightly, is there any big changes you see happening in the industry overall that you're you're keeping an eye on? I think like with the likes, so it depends on really on the audience. I can talk a bit with like TikTok and stuff like that, but like it really depends on the industry you're in and the audiences. For me, I'm seeing and it's probably controversial where we're seeing kind of lead gen is slowly and surely dying, and that's probably because of GDPR and iOS, but. If you think about it now, like from our kind of performance from all our products, we can see it clearly that leads are dying, but performance is increasing and numbers are doubling. So if the numbers, if the final numbers are increasing, but lead gen is dying, it's showing you a few things and showing you that probably a more tailored, a targeted approach is better. I'd rather have 25 leads than 50 leads if I knew then 25 were going to convert. So yeah. it's the likes of having, and it goes back to the customer journey, you know, like we're really pushing on the CRM and being able to integrate CRM with the website, which is working wonders, where once you sign up to one of our academic programs, we have tailored journeys for each of our academic programs for each of our audiences. So if you're interested in, I don't know, the mass and surgery by module or advanced clinical practice or one of our CPD um, courses, you're now put on an academic, you're now put on a CRM journey and it's giving you information, not in a way that's too much as like apply now, apply now, but you're getting nurtured about, you know, the, the USPs of the program, the modules, the, the supports that we have. You might get an email about it in an online event, a drop-in clinic we're having in a few weeks. But by doing that, you're engaging with the audiences earlier and you're making them feel that they're already on the program before they're even paid, you know? Because yeah. that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build kind of great experiences. So as I was saying, like when I say I'd rather 25 leads than 50 you know, I really mean it because we know with the 25 leads, you know, the high chance of us conversion, converting a lot of them is high, you know? Yeah, really well said. Really well said, Tevin. Yeah. And um, we always end the show with the same question, which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? I think really when you think about marketing, it's a 50-50 split, I will say, in terms of the creativity of marketing and then the psychological element of marketing and having the foundation. So I will say this, you could be a great creative marketer but have no foundation or you could have you could be very analytical marketer that has the foundation, has the psychology, but you're not creative. And it's okay, you know, there's different marketers in different kind of fields, you know, but I think you have to agree with yourself what type of marketer I am, you know? So with me... I'm kind of 50-50 where obviously I take the creativity, but I'm very big on the foundation and having the cogs and being understanding what I need to do in order to implement the creativity, you know? Because if you don't have the solid background, if you don't have the solid foundation, you know, it's it's hard. You know, anyone can like anyone can be creative, that's fantastic. But if you're creative with no solid background in marketing in terms of the you know, the cycles, the fundamentals, you know, it it won't 
will I say it won't work? No, because, you know, things work, you know. But it's a case that there's a higher chance of success if you have the analytical and the foundation part as well as the creative, creative spark. And if you don't have the creative part, it's okay as well because, you know, at the end of the day, you're working in a team and it's good to kind of say, look, I don't have this, but X, this person will have this t- type of skill. So it's understanding that marketing is not only creativity, but it's not only having the foundation as well. It's a bit of both and understanding where you sit in them fields, you know? Yeah, really well said. Like, that's a brilliant way to end the show. Tevin, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, no problem. Sharing your insights, buddy. And yeah, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, how could they get in contact with you? Yeah, so obviously my LinkedIn is Tevin Fareed. Um, we're not hiring at the moment, but sure, you, you can keep in touch. And yeah, just good to connect as well. Um, but yeah, really, really probably my LinkedIn, Tevin Fareed.